Kathy, uh, otherwise known as the sister duo. How are you? Hi, Angarad. We're good, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Angarad. Uh, really thank good you. Time. Thank you for joining us on, on this month's podcast. Um, so we're going to be talking today about your pub conversion uh, in Nottinghamshire. Nottinghamshire? Yeah. Nottinghamshire, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just trying, I don't know my English geography very well. Um, <laughs> so let, first of all, let's talk about you. Um, uh, so what's, what's your background and how did you get so started in property? Okay, so um, Hanali and I actually started together investing in property back in 2006. Uh, we mm. trained briefly with a provider at the time, um, not very successfully, but we did do a few flips and, mm. and um, kept a few of those properties. But when the crash happened in 2008, we basically got cold feet and just mm. kept what we had, but didn't carry on investing. Um, but in 2014, my husband and I decided that we really needed to invest again so we could replace his income through property. And we started doing that with single lets. And then in 2017, found Pin and Simon Zucci and the Mastermind Network and got involved with training there. And then things just kind of went crazy from then on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of uh, a, yeah. a kind of common theme, really. People sort of join that and they go, I don't really know what happened, but a lot happened in it. Annalise's journey is slightly different yeah. in, the, in the in-between time. Yeah, so I, as Anke has said, after we then got cold feet, I went on to work for Guide Dogs for the Blind, the charity. So I worked for them for 11 years in various senior management roles, but I always wanted to get back into property. So in 2015, my husband and I started again, also with single ads. And then, as Anki has said, she then found PIN in 2017. And um, we then decided to join forces. And um, that's, you know, again, join forces again. And that's how we then ended up on Mastermind and um, had a really, really roller coaster year. Um, but, um, you know, absolutely loved it so I quit my job last year in July so since August I'm full-time in property (laughs) now so um yes so no it's um and we love we love it you know we do drive each other crazy sometimes but we do love working together Mm. I was gonna say how uh, sort of at what point did you decide to work together in property as opposed to sort of doing things separately in your couples (laughs) I think it was after the Mastermind Accelerator when mm. Hanali looked after my children for that mm. weekend. And then mm. we, um, I came back and my head was just bursting with all these things. And I straight away said to Hanali, this is what we're going to do, you know, and said to her, you might want to look at doing something like this as well. And then in those following weeks, mm. we then had conversations and decided to do it together rather than separately so yeah because we mm-hmm. thought if we do it together we can achieve so much more you know with our different skill sets and also in this they strengthen numbers isn't it so yeah. <laughs> yeah and you've got company as well it can be quite lonely sort of when you're just doing slugging away all by yourself yes. and you've got nobody to sort of like have with you as a as a buddy yeah. <laughs> we have said that many times during this past you know what 14 15 months to 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 each other and grad is the fact that we feel so blessed that we have each other and we can soundboard and talk to each other and cry on one another's shoulder and so Absolutely. forth no it's it's a yeah. massive privilege mm. 
So um, in terms of sort of your skill sets, where do you each kind of uh, balance each other out? So, uh, so Anki is the, um, her head is full of, full of plans and new ideas, etc. Sometimes she just needs to, um, you know, rein her in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she's really good with the deals and finding deals. She, 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 you know, she manages to find amazing deals and look after, you know, the, um, almost uh, the, the buying process, I would say. Yeah. And then I'm more operational and customer service oriented. And we both love networking. We both like networking, no, but I think love I networking. love networking. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like the networking queen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I think um, that's basically it. That, oh, yeah. I know I've, I've gotten yeah. something. So, we're, so yeah. I'm, yeah, and mm. I'm not particularly detailed in a lot of mm. ways. And I forget like to look at certain things because I details bore me a little bit. <laughs> Same. Luckily, I get it. <laughs> very detailed yeah. and very meticulous mm. and incredibly organized. And, you know, so it's a good, like I would, like she says, I go off and like have these ideas and things, but then to actually ground it and to actually give it legs, mm. that's mm. Annelies detail and her thinking of it from a lot of angles helps a lot with that then you know so we we complement each mm. other really well yeah yeah we do okay so let's talk about um the pub conversion uh was this the first one that you did together yes it's the first one that we did together and it's the first one that we did full stop wow okay the, yes. oh sorry the first um <laughs> first project not first First pop, first pop conversion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it was our yeah. first project since. Yes. I mean, back in back in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, mm. we refurbed a few houses in Glasgow, flats actually in Glasgow mm. that we that we sold on. But yeah, that was like the builder pretty much did everything. We yes. didn't seem to have <laughs> that much to do with it, like we did with this. So, yeah. so yeah. this was the first one we did together, and we also were also working on converting a, a some commercial units into flats in Rotherham at the same time. Mm. So there was mm. quite a lot going, going on. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, how did you find this sort of this project, this deal? Uh, how did it, you know, how did it kind of fall in your lap? So it was actually on Rightmove and I saw it on Rightmove uh, for about a month or six weeks prior to going on to the Mastermind Accelerator course. Um, and it was on the market at £230,000. And at that time, with my limited knowledge of stacking deals and things, I just kept thinking it just didn't work. So I kept looking at it thinking that would be amazing, but it just didn't work. But then, uh, ironically, the, the week after I came back from Mastermind Accelerator, that Monday, it was reduced on Rightmove from 230 to 170. So That's quite a big... Um, 60,000, mm, yeah. Mm, and mm. when I spoke to the agent, he said, that the gentleman and his wife who owned it, they were still opening the pub every night, but they were in their 80s and the gentleman had really, really ill health. So he needed to sell quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so in the end, we did a deal at 165 um, to, to purchase it from them for, which everything just opened up figures wise mm -hmm. when, you know, when there, mm -hmm. there was that kind of a margin available. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Did you sort of go in when you first sort of went to view it? Did you immediately know that you wanted to convert it into a into a HMO, or did you sort of did that kind of come about 
later on. So actually, when we bought the pub, it already had planning permission to convert the pub part in um, to two flats. So, but the pub consisted of, or consists of, um, there's letting rooms upstairs, and then it's the pub, and then there's owner accommodation that was adjacent to the pub, and then a small one-bed studio bungalow at the back. So, but we then, when we started talking to our architect, etc., we then decided that we, instead of the two flats, we want to convert it into a six-bed HMO, all en suites. So we then um, had to submit planning application for that. And then, but whilst we were waiting for the planning, we started on the refurb of the five letting rooms upstairs. So it actually worked out quite, quite well time-wise because mm-hmm. we did it in phases and we wouldn't have been able to do everything at the same time anyway. Mm. I was about to ask you, actually, were there any sort of planning issues? Um, so I guess you had to go through a change of class um, and... Yeah. Yeah. Is there, was that Article 4 as well that you had to consider? No, and no, no? no Article 4. And luckily mm. there's already, it already had planning, like Anneli said, for mm. flats, which was a precedent that's been set in the area. Mm. There's another pub on the street that had been converted into flats already. Um, mm. And the, the council, actually, we thought that there would be issues with parking, mm. but luckily it's only a five-minute walk from the town centre so they they didn't raise a single concern mm. they just mm. they passed the planning so we yeah. we, we um it's it, yeah it was quite smooth sailing yeah okay yeah. Um, <laughs> did you have much sort of um objections from the local community because sometimes often they kind of think of hmos as kind of being a little bit like a ghetto you know there's going to be a certain clientele there yeah. um yeah. So i'm wondering if you had any issues with that we no. didn't actually mm. but i think the thing is it's it's not in a fantastic area and we always knew that but the 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 other places where we had small HMOs already are in a similar area and they rent incredibly well you've just got to know who your demographic is that you're catering Mm. to you know catering Mm. for um so the the prop the street consists of a lot of rental property so there aren't that Mm. many owner occupants who were going to raise objections Mm. to the yeah okay and um who is your target kind of demographic for tenants in the area so so it's it's mainly blue collar workers there's a lot of distribution centers just outside of workshop like um being oh not being q and wilco and there's also a sandwich factory etc so and we quite we, we have quite a lot of eastern european tenants you know um so yeah so it's so it's basically that eh? yes yeah absolutely seeing and mm. yeah Interestingly, initially we we had the majority or 100% of our tenants were um, were generally um, citizens from Eastern European countries, but we now find that we have quite a mm. lot of young British people mm. who are working in the distribution centres and in the factories as well, who are looking for rooms. Mm-hmm. So it's um, yeah, just a bit of a, a mix, change. Yeah. yeah, it's a mix. Yeah. 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 Okay, so um, kind of let's sort of talk about the actual conversion like the actual yeah. project mm-hmm. yeah. um you kind of i'm guessing that the pub if the owners were in the 80s it wasn't in a great kind <laughs> of <laughs> that, is, that is yeah so true you know what it was in a terrible state they had it for more than 30 years and they probably haven't done anything in 30 yeah. years as well bless right yeah so to give you an indication when my husband came to look at the um at the pub 
we went upstairs to the letting rooms and he walked in and he walked out again. He didn't even <laughs> look at anything because this, oh, it was just really, really horrible. It was vile. But, you know, as they say in property, the smellier, the better, you know. Yep. So, but yeah, no, we had a couple of surprises along the way, didn't yeah. we? No, the walls, yeah. the walls in the upstairs had that mixture of um, condensation and the tar from cigarettes dripping mm. down the wall. So it was mm, like this, yum. <laughs> this <laughs> brown sticky streaks yeah. coming down the walls in all of the bedrooms because all their tenants smoked and smoked mm. for years and years and years and were all quite reclusive tenants as well. So they spent a lot of time in those rooms. Yeah. And then, oh, it was just absolutely was disgusting. Yeah. 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 I can. How much did it cost for you to get rid of that? Because that kind of like is some that's some specialist cleaning that's needed. stripped. Yeah, yeah. Everything okay. was stripped. Yeah, we ripped out the bathroom. The two, but there's two shower rooms. <laughs> no, I we're were not going I mean, to they, the avocado. No, because there was like brown. one shower room. No, but avocado is such a lovely color for a bathroom. Yeah, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, that was like so you kind of went in, you gutted it. Um, what was the first thing that you kind of started working on? Uh, so it was mm. the upstairs, like Annalise mm. said, mm -hmm. and it was a full strip out. Uh, and interestingly, we thought it was going to be a strip out down to stripping wallpaper and then skimming again. Mm -hmm. But then consequently, as they were stripping the wallpaper, the plasterboard just came apart. You could put your fist through it. And it turned out that the plasterboard that had been used um, 40 years ago, or whenever, was, it was like compressed egg carton um, board. Mm -hmm. Nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just touched it and my hand went through one part as well. So it was really, really brittle. So we ended up having to take all that plasterboard down reboarded mm. um you know but then it was a great opportunity to put a bit of extra insulation mm. and things like that in and then it was all um the first thing they did was do the boarding mm. do the skimming then they stripped out the bathrooms there was quite a lot of drainage issues that had to be sorted um we actually split the large bathroom into two so they already put the stud work up for all of that and and put all the pipe work in and then it was fitting the bathrooms, fitting the kitchen and decorating mm. everywhere and final joinery. So that was yeah. kind of the process. And, yeah. the and, we, and also, we also had to do some soundproofing because obviously with the upstairs and the downstairs, so we had to do some soundproof in the, in the floor of the upstairs. And then we did some, when we got to the pub downstairs, we had to do more um, soundproofing mm -hmm. because but, we knew um, we would have to do that as part of the planning. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, the it kind of sounds like that you had a lot more uh to do than you originally anticipated um did that have a knock-on effect in terms of budget and time mm, actually mm. other than the mm. the walls having to be reboarded yeah. there wasn't any additional surprises okay yeah. um yeah. the rest of the stuff we knew we were gonna have to do yeah um so the the new boarding to be honest with you the builders we had that did that part were so quick Mm. that boarding everything out rather than just skimming it took another extra day. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. an enormous yeah. amount yeah. of time because these guys were super, super quick. Yeah, they were, yes. Because, I mean, we started, we, we completed on the 12th of March. Yeah. And we were finished with upstairs at the end of May. Yes. 
yeah, yeah. we had our first tenants moving on the 1st of June. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Did that. you have your tenants moving into the upstairs while you were still doing the downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. But we hadn't yeah. even started the downstairs. Yes. The downstairs yeah. didn't start until July. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, first, mm. the tenants moved in upstairs and uh, we're living there. Um, when we started doing the work on downstairs. Yeah. Okay, how did you kind of manage that with sort of, you know, noise complaints and sort yeah, of... It was a, it, yeah, it was a bit tricky. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. And we yeah. ended up giving them, because there yeah. was one week that was, that was quite noisy, so we gave them all an Amazon voucher to yeah. apologize. <laughs> Yes, but they but they really loved what we did with the place, yeah. you know. So they really wanted yeah. to to stay because we did offer the one guy, one of our tenants, were on night. So obviously he had to sleep during the day, and when it was quite noisy, we did offer him to move to to another property, but he didn't want to, you know, because he wanted yeah. to stay in his room. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So the Amazon vouchers did help, as Onky said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you them to buy that, buy some new headphones. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some earplugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think next time when we do something like that, we will give each of them a survival kit or something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you you've sent me a breakdown, which will be included in the magazine of like, and it took you about twelve weeks from start to finish. Was that for the, both the properties or just for um, no, one? No, that was just the first phase, which was okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 and how. How long did it take you completely to finish? Well, we finished. We started basically at March, mid-March, and we finished at the end of November mm-hmm. so with eight, everything. Eight so it was about months. eight and a bit months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how did you sort of manage your time? Because you said that you had a couple of other projects going on at the time. You know, there's, there is two of you, so it's possible to be in two places at once. But... Um, I guess it would be pretty difficult over eight months. Yeah. Yes. It's great yeah, difficulty, did, to yes, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we did. And we were doing Mastermind at the time as yes. well. Yeah. And, and I was, still was working. living away. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was living in Hertfordshire still then. So I was living during the week at Anki's and then go back home for weekends. And I was still doing my full-time job as well until July. So... It was tricky. It was tricky. Was and obviously, Anki's husband works away. Yeah. So she's by herself with four kids. So, no, it was... Uh, <laughs> it was, it was tricky. Right. But we survived. We, okay. we strong girls. We're from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did it. Mm. We did it. And it was funny because the, at the end of May or middle mm. May, when we started finishing, you know, the, the upstairs bed, knowing yeah. that we had tenants who wanted to move in because people were coming to view it while we were still doing the building works and already reserving rooms. Um, so then you get that real crunch time for two weeks where you basically mm. don't see anybody, you don't sleep, you don't eat a proper meal because you're just working. So we had that at the end of May last year. And then we had that again in November when we were finishing yeah. the pub for the tenants to move in, in the downstairs. There. <laughs> so, uh, but that's just part of the cycle, isn't it? Where you also realize there's certain things you should do better next time. Yeah. But there's yeah. other things that also just can't be helped. You are no. going to have, when you're in deadline week and the week before mm. that, you are going to be completely rushed off your feet unless mm. you have 10 people at your beck and call permanently. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just the nature of how it works yeah. because yeah. everything suddenly comes together and so much stuff has to happen at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, that but... was one of my questions, actually. Sort of, um, um, if you would have to do it again, what would you do differently? Hmm. We'd, we'd probably yeah. have different builders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, not the upstairs. Yeah. But in the downstairs, we had mm. a lot of trouble with the guys mm. that did the downstairs conversion for us um and not nice stuff with them so there, there was massive lessons learned in mm. terms of due diligence that we've got to do differently with builders in the future mm. what sort of did were they just sort of um a bit neglectful or um did they just do things completely wrong i think it was a mixture of that you know and their attention to detail wasn't our attention to detail, you know, mm. and they would think is okay, was definitely not okay for us, you know, and just things around like fire doors, etc. you know, that they, and they have worked on another property with, with us and they've installed fire doors, but then on the pub, they didn't do it properly, you know, so it was just, yeah, things like that. It was that. things to, yeah. it was to do with the finished product, yeah. like the build itself went all right, although yeah. there have been some drainage issues since and things like that, that our actual plumber has sorted out. But um, the the problem for us was it came with a finished product mm. where, where the finished product, the joinery, the final joinery, the decorating and final details were not correct. Mm. And we mentioned it and mentioned it and put it on a snag list. And then they just refused to come back and carry on finishing mm. the work. Mm. because they got their backs up that we questioned the quality at the end mm. where we said to them, this isn't good enough. We're not happy with this level of joinery. We're not happy with this level of finish. Um, but then they weren't willing to finish it, you know? Mm. So we ended up having to get different guys to come and finish the last part, which mm. wasn't fantastic and which cost us extra money. Mm. So that is mm. our biggest thing that we would do differently, yeah. you know? Yeah. And for both of us, we had tiny little, niggling doubts at the start of this project and that's one thing we've said mm. we should have taken as the lesson learned from it from the beginning is that if, if something doesn't feel right with someone yeah if you should says, say yeah. trust mm. that yeah, trust you that you know yeah. so yeah. so that's something we do differently yeah and um and else? i think and i think it's just we are both, Anki and I can both be very um, over-optimistic, especially in terms of timelines. So yes. I think what we've also learned is you just always need to build in even more contingency in terms of time than we, you know, yeah. originally thought. Yeah. So that's also a big lesson. Yeah. yeah. No. And we're also, you know, we, we're obviously impatient and we want to get it done with and we want to get the tenants in and move on to the next thing, you know, but sometimes just need to take a step back yeah. and take a breath. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, would you, so would you have said that overall that the project kind of went according to plan or not quite so much? Oh, no, I think no, overall it, it yeah. definitely went according absolutely. to plan. Definitely. Yeah. No, and we loved it. We absolutely loved it. Despite the, the issues that we've had with the builders, etc. We still, we're very proud of what we've achieved there. Yeah. We really, you know, our tenants are, you know, we, we had a tenant cry the other day when he walked in and oh no she walked she in, walked in yeah. and said she can't believe that she's going to get to stay in such a lovely place you know so that mm. just that feedback makes it all worth it and then you anyway forget about all the other issues that yeah. you had doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um so okay so that's kind of um talk about the figures you got it for 165 yes um yeah. how much would you say that the 
conversion cost in total? In total, um, so the we did it in the two phases, didn't we? Like we yeah. said to you already. Uh, oh, sorry. Just, okay. so when, you, when you say conversion, are you just talking about the downstairs or are you talking about the refurb upstairs and the conversion downstairs? Uh, both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 165000 Okay. And um, was that sort of on budget, below budget, above budget? How did that sort of... <laughs> it was over budget. Mm-hmm. Um, there were things that came up with the size of the, with the age of the building um, that needed addressing. And also there is one flat roof part above the, an extension part that they built to the pub years ago that had what was called a cold flat roof and it needed to have a warm flat roof. So we had to spend 5,000 pound replacing that roof, which was never budgeted or scoped or planned for. Um, mm. And there were a few other things that were additional things like we had to put in a fire resistant glass window on this undercroft bed, which that window, the glass for that window alone was about two grand. So there were certain things that that no, we didn't no. have scope, you know, that mm. cropped up that we that we had mm. to um, pay for. So yeah. so we had a contingency mm. originally, but I yes. think we went. We went over the contingency by another 10%. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how old was the building? You said there was a few issues with age. What What was that? Um, well, it's things like yeah. insulation. Yeah. Right. You know, mm. because of how old the building is and because yeah. it hadn't been touched in such a long time. time. Yeah. So it's yeah. things like um, insulation. It's some issues with the roof tiles and some of the lead and things like that. Again, mm. because of the property not being yeah. touched for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guttering as guttering, well. Yeah. What else was there? A little the bit age? of damp, but not much. Li- yeah, yeah, a little bit of damp. damp. Oh, and then also with some of the chimneys being removed, we had to do a lot of um, structure. You wouldn't believe how mm. thick some chimneys actually are, how much yeah. support they yeah. need when they come yeah. out. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. create a lot of extra space, but yeah. um, there was yeah. that, but I mean, the structural engineer mm. said from the beginning that 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 there would be that requirement. Mm. Um, what yeah. else happened with the age yeah. of the property? No, I think that was about it. And, and then what we also did is we split the services. So we, you know, because we um, were ending up with four units on one side, we didn't want just one water and one electricity and gas. Mm-hmm. And so we split that into three. So obviously that was also quite that took about five months to do. Yeah, and that alone cost that about ten thousand. That was ten thousand pounds to do that. Yeah. Um, but we we, we really knew pleased. That, we we yeah. knew that we had to do that, you know, because we had to ensure that the water pressure was sufficient coming into the property and, and the so gas feed, yeah. and the gas feed, and also it helps us now with managing the cost because then you know, okay, this unit is you know on on budget and this one is, and so then you can at least know if somebody is using too much electricity mm-hmm. or whatever you know you know where to address it yeah, so um, it does make it easier yeah. so we please we did it but it was a lot of up- upheaval okay and sort of the refinancing have you refinanced each unit on a separate uh, mortgage or is it all on one yeah, we kept it on one on yeah. one mortgage um, and one title yes yeah, so we haven't titled yeah split, we have okay. titled yeah. the finance our valuation we hoped we always did our figures mm-hmm. thinking that we'll probably get a valuation of about 400,000. Mm-hmm. So we hoped 
like when we dreamt about a valuation, yeah. we dreamt about a 425,000 valuation. That was like our top yeah. dream. And then we ended up getting valued at 475,000. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're very pleased with that, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, is that on a bricks and mortar or is that on a commercial? No, it's on a commercial, commercial. valuation. Okay. The, the bricks yes. and mortar is 425 and then, yeah. the and then the commercial valuation is 475. Okay. So with the mortgage we got on that, uh, we only leave £21,000 in the deal. So, oh, that's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also that is um, one of our private investors' money. So we didn't even mm -hmm. leave any of our own money in yeah. the deal. Yeah. That kind of links into my next one, actually, is like, how did you fund it? Um, mm -hmm. You know, did you have private investors? Is it a JV? Was there um, sort of high street loans? Like, which avenue yeah. did you go down? <laughs> it's a bit of a mixture yeah 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 so we when we when we bought it we bought it with a combination of our own money and um a bridging a bridging loan mm -hmm. and then for the refurb we also use some of our own money and then some investor money for mm -hmm. for all the work that we've done yeah. and then obviously when we pulled when we were able to mortgage we then repaid the bridge and then paid back some of our investors etc and just as i said left 21k in the mm -hmm. deal yeah yeah and we didn't even though we were in a position then to pay back some of our investors they didn't yeah. want their funds returned yes. to them they wanted to reinvest it in our next project mm. so okay. um yeah so that's helped good. us roll on again with our development yeah yeah that's quite a testament yeah. to you as well obviously that they trust you and they know that you can sort of do a do a good job yeah yes. no, we yeah. we've yeah. um yeah. We, we send mm. loads of newsletters and updates to our mm. investors and they can come for open days and visit the property we also have mm. a few people on like a lend and learn program you know yeah. so we, mm -hmm. we work quite closely yeah. with our investors because yeah. we enjoy building that relationship yeah, yeah and it's nice to have them as part of the project you know and they also like to be involved and know what we're doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i guess also having um the sort of the upstairs let uh, before the downstairs that mm. kind of helped fund the the rest. Yeah, it did, it did. Yes, but you it know what's also mm. great about yeah. doing it that way, Angharad, is that when you do bring someone to visit, especially people who aren't used to refurbs and to projects, they can see like almost like here's one we did earlier, <laughs> and this is one that's in process. You know, so mm. it was mm. a fantastic case study for mm. people who came to visit us yeah. and for investors that came on open days, yeah. because they could see the building site downstairs as the pub was being developed, but then they mm. could see upstairs where it was finished and what a beautiful end product it was. You know, mm. yeah. Okay, and um, so I've got two more questions, and they're kind of similar. Um, what were your challenges along the way um, and sort of what was your biggest learning curve, do you reckon? Yeah, well, I think as we've said, I think the, the challenges were definitely the boulders, mm -hmm. one of our challenges, especially towards the end. Um, and also then obviously the surprises that we had along the way due to the age of the building and so yeah. forth. And time, I think we were just yeah. both so stretched, stretched with everything that we had on that, that, you know, time was, was an issue. What else on? Yeah, I think it's time and budget. We said to someone mm. recently when we did a, a short presentation on converting the pub and converting HMOs is that something we've learned 
from this and from other projects is that you you're always going to take a bit longer than you thought and you're mm. always going to spend more than you thought even when you had a contingency and i think that was the that mm. was the lesson for us mm. but also just in managing our own expectations and time mm. of mm -hmm. how how much time if you have an aggressive timeline it means things have to happen quicker and a lot of things have to happen at the same time. And if you have other projects on the go at the same time, then it means you have a lot mm. of moving parts and balls in the air at the same time, mm. which just adds to your own pressure and stress in terms of your capacity and headspace. You know? yeah. <laughs> so that I think was, was yeah. for us was some of the biggest challenges apart from mm. the actual project itself yeah. was, having to manage our own expectations of how fast something can be done for mm -hmm. what it takes out of you mm. in your own life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, so that's all my, uh, all my questions answered. Um, if yeah. anybody else wants to do like a pub conversion, um, sort of what advice would you, would you give them? Um, no, good question. <laughs> I, I think obviously, I, Definitely get somebody to look at, the, get an, an experienced electrician to look at the wiring, etc. Get a structural engineer in to look at, at that. You know, get somebody in to look at whether there's damp, etc. You know, all these little things that can, you know, especially if it's an old building that can trip you up later. So I think to, I would, I would recommend them spending more time up front to review everything properly before they start the work, because just to make sure that you don't have that many surprises down the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? And for me, it's when you have plans drawn up, mm. um, like go take, uh, take some masking mm. tape or some kind of tape and go and actually draw out how large the en-suites are going to be in proportion to the bedrooms. Um, because some people that draw plans and some architects may make bathrooms really, really big, mm -hmm. really, really big. And then in proportion to the bedroom, mm. the, the ensuite mm. would be too large because right. you, you're yeah. sacrificing bedroom space. So go and when you have the plans, go and actually draw it out on the floor in mm. the open space to see how big different parts would be. Um, that's mm. something that is a, that was a big lesson for us and that we will always advise people to do mm. going forward because when you have an open space like that, you've got to actually envisage how, what sizes rooms are going to be, you know, and to mm. not skimp on what you're giving them in terms of, um, communal and kitchen area. Yes. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So and I think also, my... yeah, sorry. Aunt. No, go on. And I think also with the, um, with the rooms, because obviously you want to give the tenant the biggest room possible because that's where they are going to be living, but also to, as Anki has said, not only draw that, but also draw exactly where the bed's going to be, plan that before. And so you know exactly, exactly where your sockets need to go Absolutely. and stuff like radiators. that. Radiators, yeah. Yeah. et cetera. And not do that, you know, when it's mm -hmm. too late mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that will be our Definitely. hints and tips. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, thank you. If um, anybody is interested in getting in touch with you to sort of maybe um, sort of just ask you for some advice or maybe even like work together. I don't know. Um, how best for people to do so? Oh, it's probably mm. via email, email. Yeah. or to contact us through Facebook. 
Um, mm. So, yeah, do you want us to give the address? Uh, if you want, I can sort of, I can take your email address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, fantastic. Um, is there anything else that I may have forgotten to ask that you kind of want to share? <laughs> No, I can't no. really think of anything now. No. I'm out of my no. head's gone. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I say? <laughs> um, well, no, no, thank you for giving up your Wednesday lunch time to chat with me. Uh, we won't be able to produce the magazine or the podcast without people like yourselves who are willing to sort of be so candid and share your story. So, um, yeah, thank you. Fabulous. Thank you, thank yeah. you so thank much. You, yes. thank, thank you, Angela. Thank you for your time. Yes, yeah. It was lovely talking to you. Yeah, you too. Nice to speak to yeah. you. Thank you so much. Okay. All right, then. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can go to yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash stuff. You can download the article that we create from the podcast so you can see all of the case study pictures, all the uh, financials, um, and a bit more information uh, in there as well. And there's loads of other useful things to download uh, on that web page as well. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to our podcast.